Welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. My name is Rich Velotis. I'm the lead pastor of New Life Fellowship Church here in Queens, New York City. I'm here with Pete Scazzaro. Pete is the founder of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality as well as the founder of New Life Fellowship Church. And we are in the EHS office here. here we are, the big time. Big time here, big time. So today uh, we're going to talk about the importance of silence in our spiritual formation, in our discipleship, uh, in following Christ. And so, Pete, um, you have been on a journey. You've talked about your journey in, in many different settings. But just talk about your journey to uh, embracing silence as part of a key uh, part of just your spiritual formation. Yeah, yeah. So without going to, you know, many of you know my story, but, but it wasn't until 2003 when I actually took this sabbatical uh, around monastic uh, communities that really I had, a, I had, a, I had an experience of silence that I realized, whoa, this thing is powerful. So... Uh, it was 2003 that I actually engaged it seriously. Um, offices, it was daily, and became a, a real part of my formation. So now over the last, I guess, how many years are talking about? 13 years, it's grown and developed. Uh, and I'm still learning, of course, but I see now why people like Henry Nouwen say that without silence, it's almost, it's virtually impossible to grow spiritually. Uh, or Dallas Willard would say it's this alone, silence and solitude are the two most difficult disciplines in the Christian life for the Western church. And so I came into it outside of evangelicalism, but yet felt called by God to remain as a pastor uh, here at New Life and participate in our mission to the world. So the question for me was integrating silence. And so it is, it's, been, it's changed my whole life. Uh, it's changed my journey uh, in such a significant way. I cannot imagine uh, not having silence as a core practice for any Christian to be able to listen, be, uh, you know, live in loving union with Jesus. So uh, I think I've become way more convinced of its indispensability mm -hmm. for any missional church and for any believer serious about following Christ. So you mentioned just a couple of things there, but as to why. Why is silence uh, so important in our spiritual formation? Uh, we talked today in our staff meeting just about uh, surrender, indifference, silence. Why, why should we be considering silence as a regular staple just in our spiritual formation? Well, we had a good discussion at our staff meeting today uh, about the will of God and planning and how do I surrender to a place of indifference. And it was really interesting how the conversation flowed among our staff team, how uh, without the way you get to a place of indifference where that struggle and the agony in the garden that Jesus had of Gethsemane of not my will but your will be done, the essence of silence is um, before the Lord. Again, what makes Christian silence distinct from mindfulness or Hindu or Sufi or Buddhist silence is we're still in silent before the Lord. And so we're in his presence. And um, a number of things are happening there. I'm, my, my, I'm, I'm surrendering my will to God's will. I am not talking, but I'm actually like listening or I'm being, and I'm, I'm being with, I'm in communion. Most of my evangelical discipleship and time with God was intercession, the Word, and I'm still in the Word, uh, but there wasn't the silence around the Word. Yeah. Uh, and so it has been such a life changer for me. And I think it's made it easier, not that I'm totally there, but it's made it easier to surrender to God and uh, uh, more open to, I think, what He has on a given day or at a season of ministry, this what, what He wants to do. So I. Uh, as I told our staff team today, I, I think, I, I believe it's a key mm -hmm. for us to surrender to the will of God. Uh, and 
most importantly, it probably takes us out of a immature relationship where we're talking all the time. Mm -hmm. Who wants to be with someone just talking all the time? But we're actually like, it's two-way. Like we're actually like, a lot of our time is listening. And one of the ways I think we measure we're growing in crisis, we're actually spending a lot more time mm -hmm. listening and being with Jesus than trying to get something from him so we can make it through the day or in leadership. You alluded just to the next thing, which is the difference between like a Christian silence mm -hmm. as opposed to like a, a new age yeah. uh, silence there. What's that just yeah. difference there? You know, it's interesting. A lot of studies have been done in the last probably 10, 20 years on uh, what's called now mindfulness, the secular benefits of silence, and they're everywhere. And, and I mean, really good neuro interpersonal neurobiology is the field, and they've analyzed the brains of monks and Buddhists and Christians and secular people. So there's hospitals that do it and educational schools and sports teams. It's everywhere because uh, it has value. Uh, but what makes ours different is that ours is Christian. It's before the Lord. And we shouldn't be surprised that there's value in it because it's God-given. God created us to have a dimension in our lives that's contemplative and silent. And I think one of my learnings at New Life Fellowship is, you know, we've got all types of people here at New Life, such a massive range, yeah. racially, culturally, social class, and that whether it's uh, a Teddy coming out of the foster care system or someone like a Linda who's a doctor, they each in their own ways have a dimension of themselves that longs for silence. Mm. And I, I think what I saw at New Life in the very early days when we began to introduce this was people, it changed people's lives. I mean, it's really hard, yeah. but as they engaged, that something came alive in them that they didn't even know was there, a dimension of their own humanity, perhaps, or their relationship with God, that I think it shocked, it shocked me, yeah. but I think it shocked all of us in leadership, like, wow, like, this is like heavy, like, things are happening here through this silence that words just can't do. Mm. So I, I think, again, I, I wanna affirm, like, the folks doing it in the marketplace and mindfulness, I think it's fine, I, I'm not against that. I, and again, the, the, the Biology supports scripture in that our brains change. If you do this five minutes a day, they, 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 have, they have studies. You do silence five minutes a day, you're, you're rewiring your brain. You're less triggered during the day. You're more centered. Uh, you're not as reactive. Yeah. And so there is just a value in doing it. But again, for us, the goal is to be present with the Lord, to be in, practicing his presence all through the day. Yeah. And uh, you know that that I'm not triggered. I'm not as I, I think I'm a little less triggered since I, 2003. Yeah. Not as triggered as you know. I still get triggered, but not as. Much. We all do. <laughs> you talked about though just uh, some of the challenges. I imagine some someone's listening here, watching, and maybe they've never um, tried two three minutes of silence. Um, some of the obstacles, what, what, what can someone anticipate and some of the obstacles that you face as well of just integrating silence into this kind of approach? Well, I, I like to take the basic uh, guidelines of what's called centering prayer, which really comes out of John Cassian in the fourth century, uh, where he lays out some guidelines in his conferences where he talks about, uh, you know, one, I, I want to get myself in a posture where I am surrendering to the love and the will of the Father. And then he would recommend that you have a, uh, uh, a word. Like, and, and I would recommend it's either Jesus or Abba, because mm -hmm. we're, we're before the Lord Jesus. You know, Jesus, I say Jesus, Abba. Abba's primary, I say, oh, Abba. But every time my mind wanders, I'm just before the Lord. I'm not even trying to hear anything, but I mean, God often speaks, but I'm just here. And I'm surrendering my will and my 
person to his presence. And I'm just enjoying being loved by him. I'm, he's wrapped, he's got me in his arms. And when my mind wanders, uh, every time I find myself, oh, I'm thinking about like, oh, the sermon. Like, oh, 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 Abba, Abba, you know, or, or I'm here and I'm also talking about, oh my gosh, I gotta get, I gotta bring that stuff to the laundry, oh, Abba. Mm-hmm. And so I may be, if I'm really distracted, a lot of Abbas, you know what I mean? It may be like, you know, you know, in, in uh, you know, I try to do 20 minutes every morning, but I'll, I'll do two or three minutes, you know, during a day, and, but it may be in two minutes, I, I can, my mind can wander 50 times. Yeah. It could be that intense, but I'm saying, oh, Abba. Yeah, I forget, oh, okay. and I forget which monk it was who said it, maybe Father Manager who came here and mentioned every time your mind wanders, if your mind wanders 10,000 times, it's 10,000 times you can come back to God. Yeah. So it's just like, you're, it's not God getting upset, it's just, oh, God. I'm That's back a very here. famous monastic saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, and it, it uh, coming I, back. I always repeat that, yeah. So um, in terms of the EHS course. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, how about you? What, what, what do you what, what, what's your biggest challenge with silence and what, yeah. how has it impacted you? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, the, the, the mind wandering, I think that's a universal challenge in terms of silence. And uh, the reason I came to New Life was because I was deeply um, uh, uh, impacted by the Desert Fathers, Desert Mothers, and that tradition. And then I heard there's a ch- local church in Queens that's practicing silence and solitude and all that. That's why I came to New Life. Um, but it's, I, I, I think it's impacted, same thing, I think less triggered. Um, Less anxious. I think there's something about the silence that it begins to permeate in imperceptible ways the rest of the day. Uh, but the obstacles are the same. Wandering mind. Um, I often get into, is this really helping? Me just doing, wasting time with God here. Is anything really happening? Can I be doing something more efficient with my yeah. time? So a sense of like, is this really helping me? And those are the two really primary, primary yeah. obstacles for me. But I've realized, I've seen the fruit of just silence, non-anxious, and what it does. Uh, and the beautiful thing is, um, there are times even in my silence, you know, just, um, I'll doze and just come back to God. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, and if you recall, I, I remember someone asked a question to, um, maybe it was Thomas Merton, I forget who it was, but they said, they had a question about, what, hap- what does it mean when I'm in, in silence and I fall asleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might have been Pope Francis who said, that means that you need to sleep more. That's what it was. So it was like, I thought it would be some judgmental, you need to be, stay up with God. He said, maybe you need some more rest. That's why. Oh, were you here when Father uh, Manager? Yeah. He's a Trappist monk out in Colorado. We had him here at Life twice. Yes. But one of the times when he was teaching us about being still before the Lord, he fell asleep. On the stage. Just okay, it was, I think it was 300 of us in the room, yeah. and he is sleeping. He's supposed to be keeping his watch 20 minutes, and it was so funny. And he was fine with sleeping. Yeah. It did, it did, he, did, he wasn't embarrassed. He's like, he's like 81. And, and it's happened to me a few times. And I'm like really good. Like I have total grace. Like, oh, it was good. You know, I was yeah. tired. I needed to sleep. And I learned it from him. Like just such a, such a freedom. You know, grace. All, it's all grace. It's all grace. <laughs> Lastly, just as we close here, um, the EHS course. Um, the EHS course is a fixture of emotionally healthy spirituality. And uh, you say that this is uh, silence. This is a core to the EHS course. Why is that? So why don't you pass me the EHS day by day? Because the EHS course... Again, like Alphas for Evangelism, the EHS course is deep discipleship for churches that they do on a regular basis. And then now EHS relationships. But the core of the course is not just the content, 
based on the Emotional Spirituality book, it's also that every week people are doing offices twice a day. And we use EHS day by day. This is the most difficult part of the course. It's the one people complain about. It's so hard. Most people are not spending time with Jesus, period, uh, in our culture. It's a tremendous problem in churches, uh, in North America, actually around the world. So the core of the EHS course is that you will spend for eight weeks, twice a day, five days a week, be with God. And you'll have two minutes of silence to begin and two minutes of silence to the end, and then there's some scripture and a devotional uh, in, in the middle of it. But that daily office morning, and then it's afternoon or evening, is we're asking people to get into a rhythm mm -hmm. because we want people cultivating a firsthand relationship with Jesus, not living off other people's spirituality. Because if we don't get people connected, abiding in union with Jesus, John 15, it really doesn't matter what we preach, what happens in our churches, we're not going to go anywhere. So uh, for us, helping our people, introducing them to silence, uh, along with you know, scripture and daily offices, is so core for the whole, their whole future at New Life Fellowship as part of our community. So we know it's a shock. We know it's going to be hard. So every week we kind of say, how's it going? How's it going? It's kind of a soft accountability. Uh, and then we have EHS skills or relationships course. We do it again. Mm -hmm. So we understand that we're trying to do formation. Uh, around silence and being with God for people, but it is a shock for pretty much everyone that comes into our church to be like exposed to this. Again, you can know in your head, but actually doing it uh, is challenging. But like exercise, it gets easier with time and yeah. becomes more natural. And I think our experience at New Life is most people say, how did I live without this? Yeah. I think like we would say, how do I ever live without this in my life? Yeah. And lastly, I'd say, I started one minute, two minutes. Now I realize, man, I can go 10 minutes and feel like, Great. And when I first started, 10 minutes was unthinkable. Yeah. But, but like exercise, it grows on you. So with that, for more information, you can go on our website, emotionallyhealthy.org, for more resources and to learn more about the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course that's happening in churches around this country and around the world. So I'll see you next time.